0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylin Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad news on six thirty Chad Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station three thirty eight on the six thirty Chad afternoon news. My name is Brenton Dreger sitting in for Andrew and Jaylin this week. the The last day of their. Uh, I guess that they'll be away. They'll be back on Monday, returning from their Mexican trip with the uh, 6.30 CHED listeners. Uh, joined in studio this half hour by Lorenz Solz from the University of Alberta. She's an education professor. And Dana Hyman, the executive director of Kidsport Edmonton. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you us. for having us.
0: Uh, reason, and the reason we brought them in is is there's some research going on at the U of A uh, that Lorraine is involved in to find out, uh, I guess, the connection between participation in sports for kids and how they end up performing uh, in the classroom. So maybe we can just start, uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of what your research is, Lorraine, is what do we know, I guess scientifically, about the benefits of kids being in sports?
1: Well that's a great question and I think if when we think about the benefits of sport and kids being in sport we automatically go to the physical. So the physical benefits of sport. So we know that kids aren't very active and not a lot of percent, a high percentage of kids are meeting those recommendations of 60 minutes of uh, physical activity a day. So sport does help that and there's tons of physical benefits associated with it but what we're beginning to understand is the um, other benefits that are associated with sport. So social and emotional benefits, cognitive benefits, Um, So those include increased self-esteem, increased confidence, um, ability to cope with anxiety, ability to deal with stress, and all of those things transfer to the classroom and transfer to learning. Um, So the benefits as far as sport goes are definitely physical, um, but when we think of the educational benefits, all of those other skills um, that come into play impact students' learning.
0: Hmm. So what do you hope to find out in this research?
1: Well, what we really hope to find out is if... um, participation in school sport um, helps students of low socioeconomic status or students from low-income families if it if it helps them thrive in the classroom. So essentially what we're looking at is if the skills um, gained from participating in school sports or the benefit of participation in school sports transfers to academic success, transfers to graduation, um, you know, school belonging, sense of purpose within a a school. We want to understand that um, contribution of those skills learnt into the classroom.
0: Uh, Why look at school sports? Is it because that's where those students are most likely to find a place, a team to play on, as opposed to playing in kind of a a club sport or some sort of a, a, you know, a private league?
1: Yeah, a couple of reasons. Um, First, that, yeah, I mean, schools house majority of young people um, and and students spend six to eight hours a day in school in the school setting so our overall research is always focused on um, how we can increase physical activity levels within that school setting because kids spend a lot of time in there Um, but schools also um, provide a sense of purpose for kids so we need to get those students in the door of our schools in order to achieve School success. So, from a faculty of education perspective or an education perspective, we're interested in that in that academic success. And I think school sport versus community sport, um, there is that difference in the sense of in schools we should be focused on that that learning aspect and the development of of skills um, over competition and winning. Um, So, really focused on developmental in in the school setting, or that is our hope of school sport.
0: Dana, why don't you tell us a bit about what kids sport is, what you do, and uh, where you fit into this whole study.
2: Of course, it would be my pleasure. So uh, kids sport Edmonton, we've been around, we've been in the game since 95 and we're helping get kids into sport who otherwise would not be able to afford to play. Unfortunately, one in three Canadian kids aren't able to access sport due to financial barriers. So um, our job at kids sport Edmonton is to make sure that we're we're raising enough money that we can get these kids into the game and giving them the opportunity to experience the positive benefits that come from sport and everything to echo what Lauren was saying is amazing what comes from sport and the life skills and what they carry through what you learn when you're 8 playing soccer on a team to when you're 18 to 28 to 38 to 48 all those skills that you learned at 8 keep following through with you Um, the friendships you're you're making when you're a kid I have so many friends I'm still with now that I I played sport with when I was a kid and um, providing them with that opportunity as well to uh, gain possibly a a positive mentorship in their life Uh, and and changing. It's it's a real game changer for these kids. So at Kidsport, we work really hard to raise money to pay for the sport registration fees for these kids to get them off the sidelines and into the game.
0: So what's your role in this study?
2: We are connecting Lauren and her team with the schools and the kids. Okay. So we support Kidsport kids, within schools, uh, also within sport clubs and organizations. What happens is uh, when the check, when we base it off of, sorry, a qualifying application process. So when parents are applying, they can get their kids into um, into the sport that they wish to play, and then the check goes right to the sport organization once they're qualified. We want to make sure that they are qualified for the for the correct amount of donor dollars so where Lauren comes into play is um, unfortunately sometimes parents aren't as interested in getting their kids into sport and that's when the teachers and guidance counselors and success coaches uh, really pull their socks up and make sure that we're keeping these kids active and uh, and they help the kids fill out the application and get them into a school sport and giving them a sense of purpose and and a confidence boost and ego boost getting them onto these teams so that's where Lauren and her research comes into play and honestly it would be so amazing to know I mean we, we know, looking at the obvious observations, that we, we know sport's a huge impact in kids' lives and, and them growing up. But I think being able to write grants and have conversations with future donors and past donors and current donors to have a little more meat into our conversations that actually speak to the actual facts and stats on where their donor dollars are going, I think is going to be a huge uh, support for kids' sports.
0: Right, to so. have some real data. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so how will this study work? How big is it? How do you approach it?
1: Well, we've just started talking to uh, teacher coaches about the program. So as Dana said, we're talking to teacher coaches of the students funded by Kidsport. Um, we'd also like to talk to the kids that are on these funds of Kidsport as well as their parents. So that's the participants' pool that w- that we'd like to speak to, to to gain the knowledge on the topic. Um, how big it goes um, is dependent on how many participants that, that we can find. Um, so up to date now, we've just started our research and we've talked to about eight teacher coaches, um, but we're hoping to expand that that to more numbers to get a, to get a clear un- understanding of, hmm. of our topic.
0: Okay, so you're just getting started.
1: We are just getting started, yeah. Okay, want well,
0: to open this up as well to you. Uh, you can text us at 630 630. We'd love to get your uh, input on the conversation. When you played sports growing up, what, what did you learn from that experience? Do you still lean on some of those lessons that you picked up as a kid uh, playing sports? And if you've got kids in sports, what are the lessons that you can see them learning already? Maybe even lessons that you try to teach them at home and that goes in one ear and out the other, but you put them in a sport and maybe it finally, finally sticks. 6.30, 6.30, if you want to text us uh, the lessons you've learned in sports. We'll come back, continue our conversation in a moment with Lorenz Souls and Dana Hyman here on 6.30 Chet. 48 on the 6.30 CHED Afternoon News, Brenton Dreeger in for Andrew and Jaylin joined in studio by U of A education professor Lorenz Solz and Kids Sport Edmonton Executive Director Dana Hyman. They're doing some research together on the, the connection between uh, kids doing, uh, playing on sports teams in school and how they perform uh, academically. Uh, Text to 630 630 says, Anecdotally, I can assure you that school sports had a negative effect on my son's academic (laughs) success. High school football was far too demanding of his time. Marks took a big positive jump when he quit. Just saying.
2: Interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's too bad that that happened. But Hmm. I can tell you from our initial interviews with the the teachers about the impact that it has on kids from low-income families is that it gets them in the school door. So they've said these kids from low-income families will not come to school if they weren't on the basketball team. The team Um, is their family.
2: Like the basketball team becomes their family. Absolutely.
1: And and they may have empty households after school. Their parents might be working multiple jobs. So again, if we think past the physical and think about all the other benefits that these kids are getting from sport, um, it goes beyond... Um, just, just the participation, and, and for, for the academic outcomes, for these kids, it gets them to school. It creates a sense of belonging, a sense of school purpose, um, and, it, and it builds those relationships. The thing that we do know in the, in the research from um, students from economic disadvantage is that they're higher dropout rates, there's lower attendance rates, and they have trouble graduating from school. Um, So if sport can can get them in the door and we get them there and it creates a bond between an adult and a child or a a, a teacher coach and a child and creates that family, then I think we're winning.
2: Yeah, Hmm. I could not have said that better myself. Hmm.
0: 630, 630, if you want to text us uh, a lesson you learned uh, from sports as you were a kid or maybe what you've already noticed in your kids from the sports that they're playing, the lessons that they've learned, lessons you've Try to teach them unsuccessfully but somehow it seems to take once they get on a, a sports team does it make a difference uh an individual versus a team sport i mean how much of this is being in a sport or committing yourself to a discipline of some sort and how much of this is the social aspect of of being a good teammate and being surrounded by people working toward a common goal individual versus team sports
2: I would say most of the kids we support are definitely uh, team sports. I think there's a lot of benefits that just come from kids being active in general, Um, but we do like to focus on getting kids into a team sport so they can learn uh, like sharing, listening, goal setting, losing as a team, winning as a team. Uh, Mm. But there's some other sports that we fund that are more individual, Uh, but it's really up to the kid. Our job at Kids Sport is to make sure that the funds are available for these kids to play whatever they wanna play if they're able to qualify for the program. So, if their passion is tennis, which isn't as much of a team sport as soccer, well, then if they qualify, we'll get them into that sport. We fund forty different organized sports. So, and and also in saying that, it's whatever is convenient for the family. If transportation isn't easy for the family, and there's a tennis center next door to them, well, that's probably what the kid's going to play because that's convenient. So, we there's already so many barriers stopping these families that we're not gonna we're not gonna put our hands up if if they want to play a team or an individual sport. And,
1: and I think, uh, just jumping off uh, what Dana said, I think, and that's the, um, what I think is so special about kids' sport funding, school sport as well as community sport, um, because colleagues of mine, Doug Gleddy and Louise Humbert, have been researching school sport for some time now, and what we found out is that parents only know about school sport. If mm. you're not a, um, a sport family or, or an athlete yourself, you don't know anything beyond. Um, so I think kids' sport funding school sports is, is quite important.
0: Because that, that comes home in the newsletter. You can't Absolutely. pick up your kid from school without seeing people run by in volleyball jerseys or mm-hmm. whatever. It's right in your face all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person to the text line brings up a good point. Uh, sports are particularly empowering for girls. Is, yes. there, is there a boy-girl? <laughs> divide? Oh, there
2: is. It's so unfortunate to see. The girls, uh, the stats that we've noticed with our numbers since being around, since 95, is once girls hit around 11 or 12, unfortunately, they kind of fall off the map and they're just not interested in sports anymore. So keeping girls in sport um, is so important. Uh, And it's definitely something that we're working on. We actually have an event coming up called Ladies and Littles, uh, February 11th. Small plug. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and it's for empowering. We're working with IVIVA, and we're making sure that we're going to get girls active on the ice at West Ed and, you know, make sure that there's um, like a a dreams and goal setting session with IVIVA, you know, keeping these kids active and and healthy and keeping them in sport. There's so many benefits that come from sport that it's so sad to see that the numbers drop off. And 30% of the families we do support year to year are new Canadians. So sometimes, you know, what is the reason why the girls aren't involved? Is it more that they, you know, is it a different cultural reason or is it that they really just have time to take one kid to soccer? You know, like, what is it, a one-parent household with five kids there's so many different situations and scenarios but definitely it's so sad to see that um, kids part- sorry girls participation in sport is about half as much as our, as the boys were supporting and and our numbers are pretty well on point with in general girls participation in sport within Alberta and Canada in general which is half of guys so it's it's sad to see so it's something we're trying to empower girls to stay in hmm.
0: um, the other part of it I think uh, I was going to ask you about this too is uh, how much a difference does the, does the coach Make especially when you're talking about the challenges that low-income kids might face. Maybe mom and dad aren't home until you know at least supper time, if not later. And so these are latchkey kids who are going home and they're in an empty house. Uh, how much hinges on who that role model, that mentor, that coach is.
1: I think you bring up a great point, and I think the first thing that needs that we need to recognize are the teacher coaches. Um, and a huge shout out to all teacher yes. coaches out there. Um, our our research shows that teacher coaches in their season. Um, are putting in 15 plus hours uh, volunteer hours a week that they're not getting paid for. So if you think about that, and you think about what I put in 15 extra unpaid hours in my profession, <laughs> and I don't know if we can all say <laughs> that we to would. To
0: deal with the same kids that uh, you've been had to try to corral for <laughs> <laughs> seven hours a day.
1: Exactly. So huge shout out to all the teacher coaches in Al- in Alberta and at- across Canada because they they do do wonderful wonderful things and they care so much about the students. And I think um, one thing that Dan and I talk about um, what well, the benefits of kids sport is they're they're um, also relieving a barrier on teachers because. Because those teachers want those kids that can't afford to play, they want them to play because teachers care about their students. Um, so to have a, a collaboration with kids Sport that allows the teacher coach to know that they can rely on kids Sport to fund these students is, is huge. Um, and I think the relationship between the teacher um, and the student is very important um, for low-income youth.
0: Hmm. Interesting stuff. Okay, we'll have to leave it there for today. Uh, I guess how long will the study take and when can we expect to kind of get some conclusions on this?
1: Um, it's a two-year study, two so we're funded by SHRC, which is Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council, um, and it's a two-year project, and um, so hopefully we'll have some results out, out, out to you soon.
0: Okay, Loren, Dana, thanks a lot.
2: Thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: That's Loren Solz from the University of Alberta, an education professor, and Dana Hyman, Executive Director of Kids Sport. Edmonton uh, two-year study going on uh, connecting the dots I suppose between uh, kids being in school sports and how they perform in the classroom. All right, we're off to a news break with Eileen. Bell. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.